You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome to All Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fed Beer Company, what's your premier marketing tap room, eight different uh, locations all over Western New York, with over 300 beers to choose from, one of the only kid and dog friendly bars in all of the area, and of course, open seven days a week from 1130 a.m. till 1030 p.m. and later, and don't forget Buffalo Logo Apparel Company, one of the greatest spots to get all of your uh, Buffalo sports apparel needs from your shirts, your hats, to your hoodies. Make sure you go check them out at Buffalo Co on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, some dropping some new heat over the last 48 hours. Take uh, keep an eye out. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, check out our pages or their page. Uh, the hats that are coming out are going to be absolutely sick. Um, and they're the now, uh, obviously the home for all of our future merchandise. So Make sure you go check that out at Buffalo Co. on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, don't forget at Fatty Beer on Instagram and Twitter as well. Sabres win 3-2 in overtime. Uh, a lot to unpack. Connor, how are you? And how do you feel about that big win? Pretty good. Uh, they absolutely needed it. I saw a lot of people saying that had they lost that one or obviously not gotten two points or just gotten one point that – it was officially over, given the fact that the the Lightning are in that final wild, wild card spot, and it's the team the team that the Sabers are chasing. So, getting the two points instead of the one, it's obviously huge, and it does give you, annoyingly, as a fan, uh, a little sense of hope. But from a team perspective, that's a huge win on the road against a team that's really good at home, and a team obviously that has had a lot of success recently. So. That could be a really nice momentum uh, boost going into a huge game on Saturday against the the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, um, it would have been much bigger had they been at least get a point out of Florida. Uh, with this being a four point swing game, uh, everyone knows when you're chasing the t- chasing team in front of you in the division, you're take you're you're, you're you're gaining two points, but you're also preventing them from getting two points. I think we may still have two games in hand on them even after tonight. I'm not obviously. I got to check. I got to look at the schedule, but uh, we will take a look at that. But again, a uh, uh, couple clicks for Don Granado tonight because um, putting Jordan Green on the top line was a nice move and a nice touch. Whenever you play Tampa, you're going to run and do a lot of physicality uh, <clears throat> up and down their lineup, and you kind of have to mat- match that with your own. And he added a lot of size on that top line by putting Greenway up there and dropping Skinner down. So, you know, a couple of clicks for him. I, I love that move. And has Jordan Greenway turned into the ultimate utility guy for the Buffalo Sabres? I mean, I, I tweeted it during the game. I think he's the best penalty killer in the NHL. He's proven it time and time again this season that he's just an absolute menace on the penalty kill. Getting in stick lanes, get a breakaway tonight that – Probably should have scored, given how much time that he had. I think he probably could have had a better move there. But just in general, I mean, he's doing everything. He had four or five shots tonight. He's obviously hitting. This is the first game in in a while, especially against a team like that. The Sabres had 29 hits. The the Lightning had 28. So especially compared to the Panthers game the other night when they got out hit by, I think, like 15. That is a commitment to physicality that they haven't had in a long time. And he's the number one guy that does it. Uh, he is, yeah, as you as you said, he's a utility guy. He does he does everything. And uh, he's obviously added some offense in addition to what we knew he already could do. So that's a player that I, I saw on a couple of lists of potential trade guys, trade candidates. That's a player that you absolutely have to have on this roster because he does things that nobody else does. Yeah, I, I like um... – I, I don't know. I 
I think people always kind of felt indifferent to start the season about Jordan Greenway. Um, you know, Kevin Adams gets kind of criticized a lot for that being like his biggest move since taking over as GM in terms of getting like an actual like rostered player on this team via trade. But I mean, how can you complain? I, I guess I understand the side of how is that like the only that's his biggest deal. But let's be real, like that deal. I mean, he's earned himself another contract with the Buffalo Sabres. Like, and I would I would be extremely ang- angry if they didn't bring him back. And I I have to believe they would, knowing how much of a Jordan uh, or a Don Granado guy he is, um, and just his overall play. No matter where you stick him in the lineup, he finds a way to contribute and he thrives. He th- goes to the net. He he plays hard. He plays. He doesn't play with a big edge, but he plays a little bit of an edge. Um, you know, he's not a guy who's going to go, you know, go out there and chuck him uh, w- w- when you need it out there. But, you know, he plays with a physical presence out there every time he's on the ice. And uh, he's in the goalie's face constantly. And we don't have a lot of that in this lineup. Yeah. I mean, he's also 27 years old, so not even close to being done. And uh, I guess that's representative of a lot of this roster. But as as we've said, he provides a different skill set than the rest of these smaller, quick guys uh, that are all across the the Sabres, middle six, top six, even bottom six now. In bottom six moving forward, uh, hopefully not after either the trade deadline or the draft or free agency, they're going to get more guys like him because that's exactly what they need. They need to do what he did tonight to open up space for Tage Thompson to get the opportunities that he did. Uh, up until that Tage Thompson goal, I, I, I said it, I was – thinking literally milliseconds before he scored that this was some of the most boring hockey I've seen from them all season long. The power play was abysmal right up until that point. And then what do you know? He gets an inch of daylight and he sends one pass, one of the best goalies in the world. So opening up space for our guys, obviously, who have proven that they can score at an elite level is a really underrated part uh, to, to his game and hopefully other guys that we can bring in. Yeah, I think they only had three power plays on night. They scored twice, did they not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the overtime was four and three, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think it was only three. What about tonight, at least from a special team standpoint? Like I said, even not, 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 we're going to talk about, like, obviously the PK because the PK has always been very has always been pretty good. Um, they generated some offensive chances, uh, killing penalties tonight. You mentioned before Greenway's breakaway. But uh, – what was different about tonight's power play? Like why? Yeah, got a really fun quote for you that you're going to love. No, I already heard it. The Matt Ellis from Darlene quote. Oh, yeah. You know, he chalked it up. to well, It's about time, Matt. It's about fucking time. <laughs> it's about fucking hey, time. Uh, waited long enough to tr- draw something up, bud. Three, hey, four, three, three of this. That's not, you know, finally uh, did something right. Which is crazy because I watched, I watched the play again. And it's representative of something that we've been talking about, like trying something new. They did something that another team might not expect. Send their defensemen through the slot to backdoor. Obviously, four on three is different than five on three. Five on four in terms of coverage, where you have a lot more space. But that's a creative way to do something that they wouldn't necessarily expect. Send your all-star defensemen down into the crease area and have one of your best passers find a backdoor. That was really creative and really good. How, how How about the patience from Casey? I mean, I was just going to say he made one of the better passes I've seen in a long time. It was under a stick, across the crease, far enough out so that Vasilevsky couldn't poke check it right on Dowling's tape. And he, as he said, he just had to tap it in. So if that was the brainchild of of Matt Ellis, who has been uh, politely, uh, he has been criticized on, on this show. Uh, by both of us. I've been convinced that fucking last year's blueprint to the power play has been hidden on that fucking bald spot at the top of his head. He just didn't know it was there. Well, that's one theory. But if that's if that's an example of something that he could do moving forward, by all means, that's great. We'll, we'll take it. But I do think this was kind of a unique situation in an overtime four-on-three situation. But it doesn't matter how they did it. They did it. They got that extra point. Uh, they're 11 points out now instead of 12. Or it would have been 13, I guess. Or maybe still 12. It would have been 13, yeah. It's a two-point swing. Even so, that is a really, really massive time to get something like that done. And thankfully, they did it because it was looking really, really bleak before Tage Thompson scored. Yeah. 
Agreed. Agreed. Is this, was this Tage's best game of the season? I didn't get to watch the entire thing from the times that I've, for, for the times that I did watch, I did see some more creativity. I did see some more shot creation. It, I Not much in the first half of the game at all, but he eventually was able to get some space. And that's obviously where he thrives the best, where he's able to use that long reach and his stick handling. So I wouldn't say it was, was his best because he's had a few multi-point nights. He's had a few nights where he looked like the Tate Thompson of last year. But I would say it's probably his best of the past month or so, which we've all been questioning whether he's still hurt. So that's a good sign. If And hopefully yep. he, he's getting out of it a little bit. Yeah, I, I thought that it, it, definitely what you said, the creativity side of it, like he was all over the ice, you know, he's weaving. Uh the second half of that game was for him was much like what Braden Point was doing to us in the first half, I, especially in that first period. I think I thought the one guy that stood out the most for Tampa was Braden Point, one of my favorite non-sabers in the NHL, just a fun player to watch. Such a great 200-foot centerman, just can score, you know, score from anywhere on the ice, create about the ass, like such a fun player to watch. And then the second half, you really start to saw, see Tage Thompson really start to take over and see that top line start to gel more. Um, I loved everything I saw from him. Uh, I got again uh, feather in the cap for Granado and making that move. I think Jordan Greenway helped in that quite a bit. Um, just adding that extra amount of size uh, and presence in front of the net, uh, <clears throat> you know, definitely helped a lot and definitely helped Tage a lot. You know, drew that penalty in overtime, uh, beating his man. Was who was it? Did he beat? Did he? Is it Kucherov that he beat to the outside? That draw that drew that penalty. I didn't see it. I was. I want to say it was. Yeah, he beat. He beat Kuch, he, with some speed. I think he beat Kucherov to the outside. You know, Vasilevsky made a big save, but it drew the penalty. Um, I thought for sure. You know, I, you know, he 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 tried to sneak it. You know, to the back to the forehand and flip it over. Just grazed off Vasilevsky's glove and up and over the net, but draws the penalty. And then you know, less than a minute later, uh, Casey Middlestat finds Darlene. Uh, in the slot for the game winner, uh, I, I, I think I think that definitely I think it was Tage's best game of the season. Only a two point night, sure, but I mean you got to start somewhere, and he's he's been snake bitten all season. Um, so I hope this is two games in a row he scored. Did, did he score against Florida? Yeah, yeah, he tipped that yeah. one in. Yeah. Um, two games in a row. I would, I, as good as the decision to put Greenway with Tage was, I think. Another mind-boggling decision to take Krebs off the line with Benson Pacheco, or, or even like put him with with anybody else uh, and then put him back with Gergensons and Robinson. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, I've seen some theories online, uh, something along the lines of the puck wasn't necessarily going in the net as much as you would like. But in the first half, in, in the first period alone, he created three or four really, really good scoring chances. And you can see his energy is up. You can see creativity as we talked with tage he creates he's a playmaker he creates opportunities for the people that he's playing with and if he's not playing with guys who clearly don't have much ability to put the puck in the net or get to spaces to even get themselves opportunities to put the puck in the net you're not going to notice him and that's what we've seen from the first year and a half of his career even even if even if that line isn't getting the puck in the net i mean they were they're like two games in a row they were clearly our best line on the ice and at least they're creating chances and they're not spending time in the defensive zone. Pucks aren't going on that when they're out there, you know? So whether they're scoring or not, like they're not getting scored against and they're creating chances and they're creating pressure. And eventually, you know, if you, if you, if you keep it up with that line and allow them to continue to grow together, that pucks will eventually start to go in. So I agree with you there. I hate, I hated that decision by Granado to take, Drops off that off that line, and, and hopefully it was just a singular game thing. Maybe he saw the physicality uh, that the Lightning were playing with, and thought in this specific instance that might be a good idea. He has been playing well enough over an extended period of stretch now that hopefully that he doesn't relegate him back to the fourth line because that would just be yeah, it's useless there. There's nothing. There's literally nothing that like that Robinson can't do that Peyton Krebs was doing that. You know what I mean? Like there's also like me, you put Oposa with better players and he's ineffective either way. Like, he, yeah. Like, 
his skill set is is with guys like that. Is it a show? I mean, we we heard the quote earlier today about the trade deadline and him and Kevin Adams are on the same page when it comes to the trade deadline. And he goes, well, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But like, is that a, you're trying to have the stats of Kyle Ocposo? You know, I don't, I don't, I really don't know. Like, I, I don't understand the mindset there taking an offensively gifted player uh, off a line where he was playing the best probably has played since becoming a saber and then putting him down on a line where he generates almost no offense. Yeah. Didn't make any sense. And I'm holding out hope that especially against the team that he was traded from uh, the Knights on Saturday night, that he uh, is not on the fourth line. I guess we'll see. Donnie hasn't inspired much hope as far as lineup decisions uh, during the entire season, but we'll see. It's definitely been head scratching to say the least. We got a lot of comments here in the peanut gallery. We'll hit some of them from our best friend Mauricio. Let me get a who, uh, who, Oh, great game. I mean, but woo. Great game. Comeback, fight back, complete level. Greenway looked good with Thompson and Tuck. That is, I think, the first time Mauricio has left a comment on the show where it was all positive. Sometimes winning just cures everything. What a, not, none of me have this one. What about Cousins, Middlestad, Baterica lineup, shakeup with Skinner, Krebs, and Robinson? Benson needs to be demoted, causing too many turnovers, puck management. Poor puck management savers turn puck over all game. You go from that to that. So, I mean, you know, we'll we'll take the positives. Yeah, we'll take the positives. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say most of the lineup tonight was really ineffective. Um, Paterka, no shots on goal again after a stretch of games where he was getting two every single night and using his speed to get to the tough areas and creating yeah. chances. He's, I'm wondering if he's hurt just because he's basically uh, been absent for a few games now. I like this comment we just talked about from Kevin here. Not happy with line juggling. Krebs benched in third while Ocposo and Robinson had ice time. Like you got to think that's like a matchup specific thing. It has to be right. Like how do you? How are you sitting Krebs? Yeah. After after what two weeks of the best hockey he's played, and even even the first period tonight, it's not like he started out badly. Like he was really good in the first period. At least there's hopes. There's still a burning fire in the team. Thompson looked possessed tonight. Skinner is a poison on team. Can't score five on five. Another Olsen related outcast. I mean, I'm not comparing Jeff Skinner to Victor Olsen. Yeah, I also uh, think but, I also think he's playing with something. Uh, yeah, especially um, since that. Well, I think I think when we had Mike on the show, I think he yeah. said there's Skinner. Yeah, still he hasn't been the same since the Nathan McKinnon hit. So yeah, and he's scored uh, the other Matt, Yep, Matt Ellis drew up the four on three play. Coach says he likes Greenway would talk Thompson a lot. Really? I, I don't mind it. Listen, I, Kevin, I don't mind it. That that line looked great tonight. Yeah, I I like it too. But you need to find a combination on those other two lines between Middlestat, Paterka, Cousins, Bez, uh, Benson, Krebs, and Skinner, I guess. Uh, those six guys that would – I don't care what combination you use with those six guys. But you put those six guys together and you put Gergensen's Robinson and Oposo on that fourth line. Please just do that. That's, yeah. It's just, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. That I, I, uh, from Buffalo Soldier Movement, let's fucking go. Tage is back, baby. What a difference without EJ in the lineup. Yeah, we didn't bring that up yet. Eric Johnson, uh, ill, allegedly. Ill. Not in the lineup tonight. Uh, it's a pretty pretty quick flu bug he caught. Well, there. actually, they, they did bring up Takarski to back up tonight, and there was a rumor floating around that Com- Comrie was sick too. So maybe there's something that was going up, going up. Yeah, I mean, who fun. knows? I don't I don't want to speculate. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if Eric Johnson's getting traded, he's going to get traded. So uh, we need a top four defenseman to play with Samuelson, Darlene, and Power. Switch up defenseman teams sees what's best defensively. We need a quality defenseman first who's physical in the corners and in front of that. I, I 100% agree with you, Mauricio. We've been talking about that, you know, for three-fourths of the season. We don't, we still don't have that guy defensively who plays with that physical presence. We always we always hoped it would be Samuelson, but the guy's just never healthy, um, unfortunately. Uh, what a great win. Great game. Uh, Tage is heating up and starting to look like his old self. I, again, we, we talked about that, Tage. This is probably his best game of the season. I mean, he didn't score score three goals or have five points, but it's a start, man. And we need him from here on out to really, really carry the load 
offensively for this team. I, I said it last game during game notes, like this stretch, you really need Tage Thompson to finally start to look like the guy from last year because they, they need that right now. Uh, surfs up Connor, California sunshine. When is the next pool party I'll bring there? <laughs> What's the harem? Is that a drug? No, it's a woman. Women. Oh, well, there you so go. It's, a, it's slang for a woman. Oh, nice. Um, we haven't, been, we haven't, we haven't been getting much sunshine out here. So now we was snowing today in here in Buffalo after it was yeah. 60 degrees at noon yesterday. So it rained a lot. It's in like the fifties. Uh, it's been a rough winter out here. Yep. Uh, but from Buffalo, got a lot of new, uh, new, uh, commenters here in the chat. I love it. Great goal by Dolly and credit to power play too. Uh, Mitz with the great pass to end it from Anita Hajab. Uh, this is sick. Agreed. <laughs> do you guys have apparel? Yes, we oh. do. Um, funny we, you yeah, ask. It's funny you ask. Yes, Anita, we do. Uh, make sure you're following myself at Dwayne S39 or at Seaheralds13. Make sure you're following at Buffalo Go Co on, in, on Instagram and Twitter because you'll start to see it very soon. And you know what? Um, I'll find you on uh, the Twitter app and I'll send you a message with some links. So uh dylan baker sabers always play tampa well sabers just always play away from home well uh w in the chat man i think everybody's just talking to each other at this point yeah well i mean that's that's how you get the conversation going you uh, sabers haven't really mentioned him yet yeah (laughs) i think um is it is it joe sneaky joe today on twitter uh posed he he put a poll up he said that when the sabers uh, do finally make the playoffs whenever that is. He didn't say when it would be. Who do you think is going to start in, in goal for that first playoff game? And he said, UPL, Levi, or the field. I'm not sure what the result of the poll was. I voted UPL, and that is under the condition that hopefully it's next season. And that's just what I think is going to happen uh, based upon, obviously, how this season has gone and hopefully uh, maybe a 60-40 split between UPL and Levi next next uh, next season. But that, for me, also does not preclude a situation where it would necessarily have to be UPL for the entire series. I think, obviously, the way Levi's playing in Rochester, which is unbelievably uh, giving him more development, giving him more time to be an NHL goalie, the best-case scenario for this team moving forward is both UPL and Levi playing at the top of their games to complement each other in the best way possible. We got a question here from Vinny. Uh, what are your thoughts for future of Ocposo? I'll let you uh, start that one off, Connor. The way I read into that quote from from Lance Sykowski of the Buffalo News today is that it seems as though he is open to being traded. It seems as though that the way that that quote was phrased, it's we're both on the same page and we'll see what happens. That didn't sound like a guy to me that was very passionate, like, hey, I'm here. My family's here. I think maybe in the future, like from an from a like a business perspective, maybe a front office role that is totally in the cards for Kylo Poso. Mm-hmm. But for him as a hockey player, I do think he wants a Stanley Cup. He's he's played for obviously a really long time. He hasn't had the greatest opportunity, and I don't think it's wrong of him to want the best situation for himself to go and chase that this year and get one more playoff run because I, I definitely I we've all seen this is his last season. I, I definitely see one of possibly two teams for sure are there going to have a big interest uh, in, in Kyle Ocposo because it's not it's not going to be expensive. You know, Buffalo could probably even retain the entire salary if they wanted to um, for for maxim, to maximize return. Uh, we already talked about one Boston. The other one, I think it could be a team like Vegas. Uh, I think Eichel would be a big advocate for that because you know they were they were very close in Buffalo. You could also see him going back to the Islanders. Uh, finishing, finishing, finishing his career where they started. They uh, are starting to play well themselves, and uh, they obviously have kind of gone, gone all in here recently, getting Bo Horvat last I don't season. think there's any doubt that he would probably sign like one of those one-day contracts to finish his career as a Buffalo. Oh, player. for sure. No oh. doubt. Well, I don't, I don't know. He's had a pretty – obviously not in terms of wins, but he's had a pretty impactful tenure with the Sabres. So I'm not sure. Either way, I do think he's going to get traded. What you get back yeah, from, I think so too. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but both Oposo and Gergensen's probably out. Uh, and that means you get a guy like Ru- Lucas Rusak hopefully coming up. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Yuri Kulik, maybe even Isaac Rosian. 
Um, you bring the young guys in, throw them on the fourth line, and you're not going to have that physical defensive presence that you supposedly have on the fourth line right now. But at least we're going to have some excitement. So I'm looking forward to that. Kyle could go to a team like the Wild if they compete. Um, that is, I think he's from Minnesota, isn't he? Yeah, he is from Minnesota. So yeah, Minnesota because I'm sure he's with that. Any one of those teams, I feel like, could slot him in on the fourth line, give him ten minutes a night, penalty killing. Kruger to Skinner, Granado to Krebs. Um, Saw that comparison earlier. I don't think it's that bad. No, well, it's not that bad because I mean, Skinner went from scoring thirty to forty goals a season to scoring like three in one year yeah. under Kruger. A bit different situation, but it it does seem like there's a vendetta. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we need to call up Tyson Kozak to fill our number one center spot. Overall, he has way more talent than TNT. Um, I don't know about that, Ashton. Uh, I'll take not sure if that's satire or not. I like Tyson Kozak. Let me wrong. Not a bad player down the HL, but um, just no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no. not. There's no. <laughs> uh, but he, he did ask a question earlier. Could Vegas be a team uh, to try for Akpozo? Uh That's Corbin Snyder. Uh, yeah, I, I again, I think that uh, Eichel would be his biggest advocate. Um, they, they're pretty sure they lived together at one point. Uh, before uh, Eichel bought his house. I know he used to live with Matt Molson, um, but they were tight. I remember when um, Kyle was being interviewed about Eichel uh, during the whole neck thing, and uh, they asked him, like, abruptly about it. They kind of caught him off guard. I was like, oh, I'm actually – it was after the trade. It was after the trade. I was, I'm actually hanging out with Jack right now. They are like – they were they were still tight even after the trade, so I could definitely see something like that in the works, you know, if Eichel – uh, gave gave some type of approval or you know spoke up for him. And the Vegas Golden Knights are doing what they always do uh, with the long term reserve loophole. Mark Stone miraculously got hurt in February, and he's going to be out until right before the playoffs. So they they've got some cap relief, and they're going to have the ability to sign mm-hmm. some people as they do every year. So Saturday could be a tryout for for Kyle. From Kevin here, Ryan Johnson was good tonight. Liked his game a lot. Uh, Shouldn't have to be fighting to get into this lineup, that's for sure. But uh, when he is in the lineup, for the most part, he looks always looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, puck mover, creative offensively. Uh, not a liability on the defensive end by any means. Of, of course, he's had his, his bumps along the road, but he's a rookie defenseman. So, yeah, I mean, I love his game and can't wait to see how he improves. Tage's power play goal was all Tage. The power play was pretty brutal before that. Yeah, I mean, like so bad. that that was typical Tage Thompson, you know, release too. Like he uh, he kind of looked up, kind of looked off one of one, one of his teammates, and then stepped into it with that wrist shot. And he said it was like around eighty seven miles an hour. Just absolutely smoked Vasilevsky. Uh, from Doug, when I saw Matt Ellis drawing up the play, I was saying to myself, "Okay, guys, whatever Matt Ellis tells you, just do the opposite." <laughs> Agree, power play is still AHL like here from Ashton. And then another new comment there Matt Ellis should get zero credit for that. Four on three in overtime is pretty much 90%. Yeah, but with, I mean, even four on three power plays this year for the Sabres have been bad. So to draw up any type of play, and especially that play, the way we talked about being as creative and different as it was, Mm -hmm. you got to give him a little credit. Uh, obviously, the players actually, oh, yeah. but th- I mean, he hasn't done anything this year, so you got to give him something. Yeah. From Corbin, do you guys buy what Dahlin said about Matt Ellis Trump, the game winning goal in OT? I mean, I, I don't see why Dahlin would lie about that. I mean, no, I also think that Dahlin definitely knows how much shit Matt Ellis has gotten. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they've seen things that we've said or anybody else, but like, there's been some pretty vocal criticism of Matt Ellis this year. And I and I I do kind of like that these guys are petty enough to like go out of their way to like protect their coaches. Obviously, the season's been disappointing, but you can tell it's a pretty tight room, and uh, I, I think that's kind of cool. Connor, apply for assistant coach position. Matt Ellis is done like dinner. Um, I definitely think you use the red beard. I don't have the qualifications for that. Maybe I think they, they could use the red beard behind the bench. I, mean, I think they could. I would I would look good back. You there. would look good. You would look great. Put a nice suit on. Slick the hair back, but no, I do not. I, I think I, I think if Connor showed up to uh to be the assistant coach of the Sabres, Mauricio might actually make an in arena appearance. 
I would love Maybe to hold up a sign for you. Would California love sunshine. <laughs> um, all right, we'll uh, step away from the uh, peanut gallery here for a second. We'll take a look at some more of the comments post-game uh, brought to you by Brian Cozio from WGR. Um, always really on top of it. Um, let's see here. Granado says they moved Krebs to fourth line tonight as they needed different combos and looks, wanted to get specific matchups versus Tampa. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, it's exactly what we said. I mean, that's a cop-out, I think, and it is an in-game decision, and it better not be what's going to happen moving forward. So you can get mad about it, but, like, I don't think we can – Get I just hope it's not a thing that we're going to look at going yeah. forward. Um, yeah. Granado says he was happy. Uh, he was happy the way they handled the early Tampa pressure and building atmosphere. Says the response with the tuck goal shortly after Tampa scored was big. Um, Granado on the power play going overtime credits Matt Ellis for the pre-scouting report on what Tampa does defensively, and he helped draw up the game winner. Um, also obviously does help that it was a four on three, but I listen, I'll, I'll give credit when it is due, you know, hats off to looking at the scouting report, Matt Ellis doing his job. Yeah. Where has that been all year? Uh, Granado says Krebs and a few others didn't play much in the third because he wanted to shorten the bench says he was not injured. Krebs only played 10 minutes and 45 seconds tonight. Here's my problem with this. I'm glad we won. Why are you waiting till now, this point of the season, to shorten your bench in the third period? And why is it a guy like Krebs, the young guy, the guy who has the stamina and the energy to, you know, play more minutes in? And it, like, I just don't, I don't understand that. I, I just don't, you know, why? Why are we waiting till now? I've been an advocate for guys like Tage Thompson, you know, double shifting in 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 games like this at, in the third period. Or even playing on both power play units the way, you know, you know, Pittsburgh has always run with sometimes with Crosby and Ovechkin and Washington. Like, wh- why are we waiting till now, Don? Why was that a decision that you waited till three-fourths of the season to start doing? doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I think that, you know, the players you're choosing to, like, essentially punish, you're picking the wrong guys. Um, Dalian on Tage's play as of late. He's got some swagger now. Dalian on the game-winning goal. I'm not reading that again. You already you already touched on it. Uh, Tage on tuck goal says it was a big response from the early Tampa based goal. Says the goal came from a good four check. Says they got a lot of ozone time from it. Tage on their power plays as of late have been improving. Says they needed it tonight. It came up big. Uh, and Tage on his power play goal. It was a quick regroup in the neutral zone. Skinny drove the net and they backed off a little. So. A lot, I mean, a lot to unpack there, but uh, again, a lot of credit to the assistant coach for drawing that game-winning goal up in, in overtime. We got our answer on why Krebs was essentially demoted and didn't play at all in the third period. We, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with it. I assume you would, you wouldn't agree with it either, uh, Connor. You know, whether it was a win or not, I just don't think it was the right decision. Um, but yeah, I don't know any your your thoughts on any of that. Yeah, I, I think the biggest one uh, is what Ras said about Tate. He's, he's playing with swagger, and mm-hmm. that translates to confidence. And I think confidence translates to health as far as Tate is concerned moving forward. Uh, I don't think he's had a lot of that this year. And then it's been a lot of fluky injuries, and it's been a lot of weird stuff. And that may even go back to what he was dealing with last year uh, towards the end of the year with his back and why he was unable to, to go to the All-Star game. So – I just would love to see him get healthy. Obviously, he's he's a lanky dude. He opens himself up to, to tough situations sometimes, and everybody knows about Tage now too. So he's constantly going to get hit. He's constantly going to get tracked by the team's best defender. But you saw it tonight. He's playing with some swagger. He's playing with some confidence. Okay. And this team partially survived last season because of the big goals that he scored. He had 47 goals last year. So if he's a – even able to get to 30 by the end of the year. I know it's a long shot for them to make the playoffs, but that would be a really, really good sign for next year. Yeah. Um, Do you think that the way they're playing now at this point of the season is 
a step above the way they were playing at this time last year? I wouldn't say a step above. Um, last year, especially in March, I think they, they won 9 of 12 down the stretch. But it's still pretty boring for most of the game. They're still not getting a lot of really quality chances. They're not the exciting run-and-gun team that they used to be. Obviously, they're more responsible defensively. But I would argue that they don't necessarily need to, given how much better the goaltending is. The one thing this team was missing last year was average goaltending. And then this season, and I don't think it's necessarily the entire reason behind it being better defensive play, Lukanen is playing at a top-five level right now. You can trust him, especially in high-danger situations. That one-timer that he stopped from Steven Stamkos from 10 feet out today, he made look really easy. He made look really easy, but he made it look easy because he was in such good position. He tracked the puck as well as I've ever seen him. He was there half a second before Stamkos even winded up and hit him Mm -hmm. with a 100-mile-per-hour shot. He is playing at a level that he's never played before. So I think this team needs to start playing a little bit more like they did last year. Win a game six to four. Like Lukanen is going to make the stops that you need to, and he's probably going to make more than that. So I, I would like to see more of that moving forward because, as we've said before, what do they have to lose? Yeah, I, I could agree with you more. A uh, couple more comments before we get to our three stars. Um, you got to let Krebs cook. Gar is really just livid about the line juggling. Um, Granado is awful. I was in his corner until he proved me wrong. Um, F. Granado, he proved he's a bozo with that penalty last game. Can't get his goalie out. He's throwing spaghetti at the wall now in panic. Uh, the heat map looks like the Arctic Circle. The line changes didn't work. Uh, they were totally ineffective. I would say yes, with the exception of Greenway on the top line, but everything else he did was, you know, pretty much an utter failure. Um, but yeah, I, I again, um, they won though. So, I hope that this is the trend going forward. Um, Do they keep Greenway on that top line, you think? With how well they played tonight, especially against a physical team, like a very big physical team like the Knights on Saturday, I think you have to. Yeah, uh, don't disagree, but you can't justify having Akposo that high up in your lineup. I don't care. But like like we said, you've got six guys that you slot into the middle six, and then you put Oposo – uh, Gergensen's and Robinson on the fourth line. Yeah. So I, 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 there's just no excusing that guy playing any more than 12 minutes a night. In my any, opinion, any other combination of those six players I'm fine with. Um, one question. In there too, so. Chances of middle staff being traded and Krebs set as number three center. Is it 50, 50? Um, I do not think it's 50, 50. I think it's 10 to 90 that he gets traded and 90 being that he doesn't. We do know Kevin wants to bring him back. Um, it's not his intent to uh, to trade him, but we've heard a lot of stuff for the last few weeks that they're they're also listening to to offers and they're taking phone calls. So um, they're not calling people to trade him, but they are listening to offers. So um, your three stars of the game because I know you got a hockey game to get to. I think you could give UPL one of these stars almost every night. At this point, and given that he only had 23 saves tonight, which is <laughs> no uh, 21 saves on 23 shots, he had a couple high danger chances, but I I wouldn't necessarily say he was one of the three stars. Probably the fourth, if I if I had to guess. Um, third, I'll go with Greenway, as we've talked about. He was tremendously physical, really good on the penalty kill. He's been doing what he's done for most of the season, uh, and I thought he had a great game. Obviously, as he was with Tuck and Tage. Second and third period. Uh, I'll do Darlene, number two. Another 27 minutes for him tonight. He's just an absolute workhorse. He is the best player on the team, and he's also turned into the most reliable. He, I guess, was known for making boneheaded defensive plays throughout much of the beginning of his career, but he's so patient and so poised with the puck now that you can trust him in almost any situation, and that's what they do. And also, he can do what he did in overtime, get you a game-winning goal. So – I'll put him at two, and then as we've harped on and we don't need to do any more, Tage was, looked like Tage tonight, and I'll put him as number one. And yep. uh, one of the biggest goals of the season to tie it at two and give us a shot here. Uh, it's the hope yep. that kills you, and, but they would have been completely dead tonight had they only gotten one point or zero points. Agreed. So they, they still have some left, and I'll, I'll give them credit for, for a lot of that. 
my third star, I'm going to go with UPL. Um, I know you mentioned we can make him a star pretty much every night, but I think that uh, especially when they were kind of under siege early in the first period, he stood tall and came up with timely saves late in the game. So I'm going to give it to UPL. Second star, same as you, Rasmus Dahlin. Um, I Again, just really – when when he when he is moving the puck well up ice, skating freely, um, he's damn near just as like dangerous as Cal McCarr, if not you know even even not, if not more. Um, and he was skating pretty free, you know, free uh, freewheeling tonight, uh, moving the puck up the ice. Um, they were backing up a lot, quite a bit for him. Um, and he he creates those opportunities because he puts people on their heels because of the way he can skate and the way he can move the puck up the ice. Um, find those kind of creases uh, in the defense. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Rasmus Stalin with the game-winning goal as my second star. And, again, same as you. First star is going to be Tage Thompson. Uh, Tage, best game of the season, in my opinion. Um, he may have not put up four or five points like he used to last season multiple times a year, but I, I would say this was his most complete game all year. So I'm going to go Tage Thompson for my first star. Um. That being said, um, any final thoughts? Looks like Jack Eichel's playing on Saturday. He was so. wearing the non-contact jersey. I think most people expect him to miss. Do you? Do you? Do you, are you a conspiracy guy? Do you think Jack Eichel like almost planned for yeah, to be he back? He's one of the pettiest guys in the league. Yeah, I, think I so. really honestly like he didn't play tonight. I don't think I I didn't check that, but I don't think he did. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure he did plan that. I, I'm sure he got like a timeline and he was just like, all right, let's 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 uh, figure out my rehab plan so that I'm ready for March 2nd in Buffalo. What can we do to make that happen? And I I guarantee you that he made that happen. So, dude, this, especially this like schedule. the first time, like since winning the cup, you don't think he wants to come into Buffalo and hear the booze and relish in the hatred that he made such a big I treat. I want to treat him the way wrestling fans treated Hulk Hogan when he turned it's gonna be even worse throw garbage on the ice yeah somebody I remember when that all happened somebody literally I don't know anybody who you know obviously I'm not sure you know you're not as much of a mark as me but Scott Hall used to be big with his hair the way he used to slick his hair back and he used a little a little strand of hair almost like shaped like an S in the front and somebody that night, like it was the first time Hulk Hogan ever turned heel in his career. It was the night the NWO was created. And somebody threw a cup of beer at Scott Hall and it hit him square in the head. And like like it was scripted, hits him in the head and he just goes, and somehow he looked cooler. <laughs> somehow, if you ever get a chance to watch it online, it's fucking great. But um, then that's the way I want to treat Jack Eichel. I want people to just throw garbage at him. I don't even care. Jack doesn't have nice nice enough hair for that. So. No, he he doesn't. Not no, not not the hair part, but just the fan reaction. That's just yeah. So I, I know every I mean, time the story, everything behind it. I really do think he's going to play, which yeah. uh, ramp, ramps up ramps ramps up the game even even more than it already matters. So can't wait. Let's do this. The next four out of five games with Murderers Row. Really, man, you got the Golden Knights on Saturday, back to back with the Jets on Sunday. Um, how do they handle that? Uh, in in that call, call. Are Levi. they going to call Levi? I, yeah. I mean, I I think UPL is capable of playing back to back. He seems healthy enough, although he did just have that lower body like two weeks ago. I don't ago. think they do it, man. I don't. I don't. Especially with you know, if 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 it was a game where he only faced like twenty shots against Vegas, sure, maybe. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. Um. Yeah. Call. Call. Call Levi. He's done it before, and he and he got a win against L. It was against L. A. Yeah. I would. I. That's what I would do. I mean, he's been playing. He's been incredible. So yeah. Because yeah. so, obviously, I mean, you're not. You're not. I don't think you're starting Takarski or Dust or you know Comrie. And a, and a must, well, Comrie, it is against his former team, but I'm done with that, man. I'm fucking done with that. Yeah. No, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm done with it too. No, I'm. I don't care if it's his former team or not. So. Uh, you got Toronto on Wednesday. Um, That's a win. Yeah, you hope so. Uh, the only given, I, if if you were to ask me, the only guaranteed win out of these next five games would be the the Predators on Thursday the seventh, and then don't, you got the Oilers on the ninth. 
Don't don't say guaranteed win. I know, I know. But you, <laughs> you're looking at those five games, you're telling me to pick a win. Oh, there's money on it. I'm probably picking the Predators. For sure. But there are there are like, no guarantees with this bunch. But that's that that lineup. And then Tuesday, the the 12th, you got the Red Wings who have been red hot, uh, featuring Pat Kane, no big deal. Um, and then the Islanders on the 14th. Is it um, is it uh is the Red Wings game at home or no? The Red Wings game is at home, yes. Oh, wow. The Red Wings game is at home. The Oilers game is at home. Uh, we play away against the Predators, the Maple Leafs, and we play home back-to-back against the Knights and the Jets. So. Regardless of how they're doing, that'll be a that'll be a sold-out barn for, for Patty Kane, for sure. 100%. A lot of I told you so's, including this guy right here and this guy right there. So eat your crow analytics, people eat your crow. But that being said, guys, remember this is brought to you by fatty beer company, Westerners premier market and tap room over eight different Westerners locations to choose from and over 300 beers to choose from Uh fatty beer is one of the only kid and dog friendly bars in all of Western New York open seven days a week, 1130 AM till 1030 PM. And later uh, live trivia, music and entertainment at all eight locations, seven days a week. And don't forget Buffalo Logo Apparel, one of the best spots to get all of your apparel needs when it comes to your favorite Buffalo sports teams. And make sure you go check out our handles at CHurls13, at DuaneS39, at Two Goalies, One Mike on both Instagram and Twitter uh, to see some of the upcoming drops from Buffalo Logo. Uh, the hats that they have are going to be absolutely killer. Uh, make sure you go check those out. If I was a great podcast host, I would have already had that teed up, uh, but I don't. But, uh, just go check them on our handles. They're there for you to see. Um, absolutely, you know, some heat coming from Buffalo Go and two goalies, one Mike. So go check it out. Uh, I am Dwayne uh, for Mr. Connor Hurley, who's getting ready to go be a washed up men's league goaltender. Uh, what, what what shirt is that, by the way? Uh, it says Almost Friday, Friday Beers. And it's oh, there Michael, it is. Michael Jordan golfing. Love it. Love it. Hey, actually, the only guy that was invited – to uh, Chris Chalios' retirement that didn't show up. Michael Jordan. He, that, that sounds right. He He's in a different country like every week. So yeah. I, I'm not I sure guess him and Shelly were really good friends though. So yeah, I mean, he's Michael Jordan has a wide array of friends. But, I would love uh, to see his contacts list and his phone is probably nuts. Yeah. I mean, he's got a private golf club in, in North Carolina that yeah. certain people are members of. Uh, yeah. And you get drones that deliver uh, food and drinks to you on the course. So that says it all. But, uh, yeah, almost Friday. I got to get out here. We'll see you. Yep. Talk to you guys later. This has been I'll Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company and Buffalo Logo. We'll talk to you guys on Saturday against the Golden Knights. Have a great night.
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.